This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. All right, we're ready for the word. We're coming out of Psalms 19 and 1, the King James Version. This is the Psalm of David, David the King, David, and David of David and Goliath. David grew up. David became a king. He became the greatest king in Israel's history. Amen. He's also a, a legal ancestor of Christ. You know, Christ is the God man, but that's why I said legal. Amen. Christ had no earthly father. Amen. But from a legal standpoint, he is an ancestor of Christ. All right, here we go. What's the scripture say here? Amen. As I blow up my scripture so I can see. It says the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Excuse me. What's going on here? From nature, David is saying here that we as human beings, as mankind, can clearly see uh, the evidence that God exists. It's called in scholarly circles a, a general revelation of God. The, when we see uh, the trees and the, the grass and the moon and the sun, we can see that these have intention behind them. They were placed here with intention that it wasn't a random act, but that we see the systematic uh, movement of the sun and moon every day. We experience uh, 12 hours of light and 12 hours of darkness. These give evidence of God's existence. And I know that man has... Um, especially uh, starting in the age of so-called enlightenment, um, that man started turning to science. And I'm not anti-science. I'm anti-scientism, which is a religion in itself. They won't call it that. But man started to explain things through his own understanding and attributed and uplifted uh, man's knowledge above the general revelation of God. Amen. Lord God. But here David, thousands of years ago, is telling us that we can clearly see by nature that God exists. Amen. Glory to God. So, where are we going today? We're talking about the stars of God. The stars of God. I want your hearts to be really open to what I'm about to share today. God is taking us down a path. Amen that we may not be fully familiar with, but if we open up our hearts and are ready to receive, he's really going to bless us today through his word and his spirit. Amen. So we're looking at the stars of God. I'm not talking about Hollywood. We're talking about the literal stars of God. Amen. The heavens declare the glory of God or the we get revelation of God's existence based on nature. And today we're going to look at it through the lens of the star stars of God. All right, let's turn to um, 
Uh, we're going to look at signs and seasons. Let's turn to Genesis 1.14. This is the creation uh, week account. Amen. Starting in verse 14, it reads, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament. There's that word firmament again. I would love to do a message on firmament. If God leads me, we're going to leave it alone today. Amen. I will tell you, it's not talking about the sky. We'll leave it there. And God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Next verse. And let them be for lights in the firmament. There's that word again of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. Next verse. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. Okay. Let's look at these definitions here of the word signs and seasons. Amen. Signs in the Hebrew, because the Old Testament portion of the Bible is written in Hebrew, ancient Hebrew. It's the word oth, and it means signal, flag, monument, omen, prodigy, or evidence. Okay, let's keep that in mind. Let's look at the word seasons. It's a word moed, and it means appointed time, place, or meeting. The reference is to the sacred seasons as fixed by the moon's appearance. Hmm. What can we derive from this? The purpose of signs and seasons is to signal and provide evidence of God's existence to mankind, as well as mark sacred time seasons that give clues to his divine plan for the earth. And he made mention of the two lights and the stars. Amen. These have purpose. They provide evidence for God's existence as well as evidence for his divine plan for the earth. So God left us, I don't want to call them clues, but he left us signals or evidence of certain times and seasons, as well as his plan for the earth. What are you talking about, brother pastor? We're going to get into it. Let's look at the first prophecy after the fall of man. I'm setting things up. Amen. Please stay with me. Genesis 3.15. You've heard me re read this scripture over and over again. And it reads, and, and, and this is after um, Adam and Eve had fallen, obviously. And this is God speaking. He said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman. He's speaking to the serpent who is possessed by Satan. And between thy seed or offspring and her seed or offspring, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. We know that this is the first prophecy in the Bible. And this is speaking about um, God sending his son through the woman. Amen. Who would cr crush the uh, or bruise the head of Satan. Amen. And um, he would be crucified or have his heel bruised. Amen. So this is this is a prophecy speaking of Christ coming on the scene and dying for our sins. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Man had just fallen and God had provided a plan of redemption is, is here unveiling his plan of redemption in Genesis 3.15. The plan of redemption is where God goes about to repurchase man. Hallelujah. And bring him back into fellowship with himself. Amen. Man had sold himself into sin and God hallelujah here is um, unveiling his plan of redemption which would be through his son, Jesus Christ, amen, to buy man back into relationship with himself, amen? Glory to God. I'm just setting us up now for something, hallelujah. A virgin shall conceive, amen. We're gonna go to Isaiah 7, 14, and it reads, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Here's that word sign again. Behold, a virgin shall conceive now we know possible so it had to be something special where a virgin shall conceive and shall and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel Emmanuel means God with us amen so here is a, another confirmation uh, of God's plan amen that he first talked about in Genesis 3:15 amen God would uh, by way of the Holy Spirit, overshadow Mary, Mary being a virgin, the mother of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Therefore, Jesus would be born without the sin nature. Amen. Sin nature being sin's effect on the will, the intellect and emotions. He did not have that. Amen. Hallelujah. So born of a virgin so that he would be sinless. Amen. Hallelujah. Fulfill the law perfectly. Amen. And die as an innocent man for all the sin innocent man or God man for all the sins of every man that has ever every man and woman and child that has ever lived amen glory to God hallelujah I'm setting us up with this amen so we saw the first prophecy where God's plan of redemption was unveiled in Genesis 3:15. now we see a confirmation of that in Isaiah 7 14 amen which was thousands of years later where God amen is using Isaiah to speak about his son coming into the world through a virgin Amen. Emmanuel being God with us. Amen. So the God man would come into the world through a virgin. Amen. Glory to God. Lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. Glory to God. We're going to go to Revelations. Amen. So this is an account in uh, John's revelation of heaven. Amen. Glory to God. Before the um, tribulation period. Amen. There were some activities going on in heaven, particularly they were looking for someone to open up the scroll that would contain earth, amen, during the uh, uh, tribulation period. Let me say this, amen, we as Christians should not be afraid of the tribulation period because we will not be here, amen. We will be in heaven at this time. Brother Pastor, how do you know? There's a pattern in the Bible that God saves his people before the bad stuff happens, amen. Noah and the seven other members of his family were saved from the judgment by the ark. Amen. The children of Israel were saved from the Red Sea. Amen. Before it came crashing down on the Egyptian so soldiers. Amen. Glory to God. There are instances of the Bible where he saves his people before the bad stuff happens. Amen. And we won't be on earth 
during the tribulation period. Amen. So with all that said, amen, let me read Revelation 5, 5, and it reads, And one of the elders saith unto him, Weep not, behold, this is the scene in heaven, hallelujah, behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, have prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. So this is a reference to Jesus being referred to as the lion of the tribe of Judah. We know that the lion is the king of all animals. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, and Judah is one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Amen. So it's referring to Jesus who uh, legally was of uh, uh, Judean ancestry. Amen as the king of the tribe of Judah or the king of Israel, hallelujah, and the root of David, David being the greatest king that Israel ever had, but the root of David was promised to have someone on the throne forever, amen, and the only way that's possible is someone eternal would have to be on the throne, and that eternal person is Jesus Christ, amen. So this is a reference to Jesus Christ. Keep all these things in mind. We unveiled Hallelujah, the uh, plan of redemption in Genesis 3.15. We had it confirmed in Isaiah 7.14 that Jesus would come on the scene, amen. And here in Revelation 5.5, we see Jesus unveiled as uh, uh, essentially the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, amen. Brother Pastor, why are you showing all this? What is happening today? I thought this is about the stars. We're going to get to that, amen. Here we go. The constellations. Now, a constellation is a grouping of stars. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And we unveiled, amen, in uh, Genesis uh, 1, verses 14 through 16, amen, that God put lights and stars in the firmament. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. What you have before here are constellations or groupings of stars. Amen. And we have Aries and Taurus and Gemini and Cancer and Leo and Virgo and Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius and Pisces. Brother Pastor, what are you doing? Are you teaching us about astrology today? No, I am not. Amen. Let's establish some things here. Astrology is the belief that the heavenly bodies affect our day-to-day -day lives as far as our characteristics, what decisions we should make, and, um, you know, that we will be a certain type of way if we're born a certain type of year, amen. And this was made up by mankind, amen. Hallelujah. They recognized the stars that and the heavenly bodies that God had put in um, the firmament, amen. Yet they attributed uh, attributes to these constellations that God did not intend. From the Egyptians to the Greeks to the Romans, they attributed um, attributes to these constellations uh, that God never intended. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. But these are the names that man has chosen to give these various constellations. Amen. God did not name these constellations these names. All right. Glory to God. Now I'm going to be tearing down some of our beliefs. Some of us are Christians and still believe in astrology. Some of us are still identifying ourselves by one of these 12 constellations. That's not God's will for you. Amen. We're going to unveil the true 
uh, meaning and reason and purpose for God placing these constellations and for them looking the way they look and what the significance is for you and I. And it's not I'm going I'm a Aries. I'm going to find a man that is an Aries too, or, or, or I'm a Taurus. I'm going to find a woman that's a Taurus too. I'm, I'm stubborn. I'm a Taurus. You know, all these, these wives tales and these men uh, derived um, and feelings concerning these constellations are not God's intent. Okay. Glory to God. But these are actual groupings of stars that God placed in the firmament. Okay, glory to God. We're going to go a little bit deeper. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, uh, the Zodiac, uh, here is a picture and some words concerning the Zodiac testifies of Christ. And this is by John Pratt. Amen. Glory to God. And left a reference. Amen. Where to look it up for those of you who want to go deeper later. Amen. On where I source this from. Amen. Glory to God. Now, let's deal with the word Zodiac. Amen. It derives from a Greek word, and it means circle of little animals. Amen. It also, amen, as it translates into Hebrew, uh, means the way. Amen. And Christianity was often referred to as the way. Amen. Glory to God. So in, from a, a, another standpoint, ancient people looked towards the zodiac, as a way forward, as how they should conduct their lives. Amen. We as Christians know that the way is following Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Zodiac also references um, the 12 areas where the constellations are located in the firmament. All right. Glory to God. Now, I'm not talking about or encouraging us to go to a palm reader or an, uh, someone, a uh, card reader or things like that. This is, these are things that man took and perverted what God intended for other reasons. Amen. Now, based on the teachings of Mr. Pratt here, amen, glory to God, each of these 12 zodiac signs have a true meaning from God. All right. Let's start with number one. Virgo. Amen. Virgo is another way of saying virgin. Amen. Didn't we read something in Isaiah 7, 14 about a virgin shall conceive? Amen. So hallelujah. Virgo. Amen. From a Christian standpoint, we should understand it as the virgin or the virgin seed. Who was the seed of the virgin that we spoke about in Genesis 3, 15? It said the woman's seed, hallelujah, would crush the head of the serpent seed. Amen. That person is the Messiah or the Christ. Amen. Glory to God. So God, hallelujah, placed, amen, the constellation that man has deemed to be called Virgo. Amen. Glory to God as a sign, as a message. Amen. That hallelujah, his son would come. Hallelujah. On the earth by way of a virgin. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's look at our next one. Libra. Amen. Hallelujah. Libra conveys the meaning of redeemer. Amen. That God 
left in the ferment, amen, a uh, sign, a message, amen, that he would send his son to come back and to redeem man. Now understand this, God put these, inst uh, these constellations in the firmament before he even created man, hallelujah. God didn't react to man's sin. He had a plan before man chose to sin in the first place. And God, hallelujah, put a message in the sky that even before man sinned, that I will send a redeemer to bring you back into relationship with me. Somebody say hallelujah. Now the scorpion, amen, glory to God, hallelujah, is symbolic of judge, amen. The scorpion has those, um, those finsters, amen, however you say it, amen, glory to God, hallelujah. But the judge that his, God sent the message that his son would one day judge the earth, amen. Now you and I as Christians, amen, we are in his son, hallelujah we don't have to worry about judgment day amen because we are in christ amen hallelujah and he washed away our sins with his blood amen glory to god and we are in him amen and like i said last week we're in a state of perfection we are in a legal perfection state before god he sees us through his son's blood hallelujah we don't have to worry about judgment amen but yes he will come back to judge the earth and we read from uh, revelation 5 5 amen where only he could be the one to open up the seals that had the judgments against the earth in it amen because he is the judge amen let's look at sagittarius amen it conveys the message of he conquers amen hallelujah jesus came and defeated the enemy he conquered him amen glory to god and he is our savior amen this is what we derive from sagittarius capricorn number five christ the great sacrifice amen hallelujah as a goat amen hallelujah is sacrificed for sin so was christ sacrificed for our sins hallelujah these are with the constellations amen hallelujah set up in those 12 different vectors amen above the earth amen are giving us a message about christ hallelujah number six aquarius amen hallelujah this is symbolic of christ pouring out his blessings like waters poured out hallelujah and revelation upon the church he is our master he is christ hallelujah glory to god hallelujah Number seven, Pisces, amen. This is a man being in bondage to death and hell before salvation, hallelujah. Glory to God. Man was in bondage, amen, and Jesus came, hallelujah. Glory to God. This is symbolic that God given us the message that we would fall into bondage, amen, but thank God he's also sent us the other message from the other constellations that we would be saved if we believe in him as Lord and Savior, amen. Eight, Aries, amen. This is symbolic of Christ breaking the bands of death, hallelujah uh that he is the resurrected one hallelujah so before man was even created amen god left the message in the firmament by way of the stars amen that his son would be resurrected what an awesome god hallelujah thank you jesus let's look at taurus amen the invincible ruler comes amen uh bulls were often seen as strong and if we remember the teaching amen hallelujah and i might have done this on um bible study amen so you may not remember amen but uh the first letter of the hebrew alphabet 
uh, depicts a bull, amen, hallelujah, means strength, amen, hallelujah, and it, it's the word aleph, amen, but here we have the word Taurus, amen, and it means invisible ruler comes, or the Lord of hosts, this is speaking that Jesus would come, hallelujah, number 10, Gemini, we know Gemini means twins, amen, and it speaks of the dual nature of Christ, he was the son of God and the son of man, he was both God and man, and these messages God put in the uh, firmament before man was created that his son would be of dual nature, both God and man. Hallelujah. Next one, next to last is cancer. And the sa it means the Savior tenaciously holding on to his flock having ha after after having purchased them, he's a deliverer, amen. Let me encourage you today, if you're a Christian, amen, Christ is tenaciously holding on to you, amen. Hallelujah. No one can take him out of, hallelujah, no one can take you, excuse me, out of his hand. The enemy cannot take you out of his hand. Matter of fact, him being God, you can't even get out of his hand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hopefully that's an encouragement to you. And last but not le least, we have Leo. Amen. And Leo represents King Jesus. We, 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 we read from uh, Revelation 5, 5, where Jesus was referred to as the, um, the lion of the tribe of Judah. So here we have King Jesus' final victory over Satan at the end of the millennium. Amen. Where Satan is finally put into the lake of fire or hell. He's the king of kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Now, if you look at the screen real quick, amen. Uh, the Zodiac is often looked at, at from Virgo and goes around clockwise to Leo. Amen. So it begins with the virgin and it ends with a king. Hallelujah. He comes into the world through the virgin birth of Mary. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And he returns. Hallelujah. Uh, to, to establish his kingdom, amen, as king, Lord of Lords and King of Kings, represented by the Leo. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. What you have before you now is a visual representation of the constellation surrounding the earth presenting the gospel message to mankind because that's basically what they're there for I want you to really look at this picture we are surrounded by the gospel message it is all around us it's above it, they, these constellations these stars are shining down upon us the message of the gospel my God, the gospel is in the stars, is written in the stars. Hallelujah. Now, this is just one interpretation of how it looked. Amen. Hallelujah. None of us are astronomers. Amen. Glory to God. But this is just to give you a visual image. Amen. That we have the gospel looking down upon us. The message of the gospel. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Now, this word zodiac has a Christian message. Here's a quote from the book of the real meaning of the zodiac. The author's name is James Kennedy, and he states, he says, I have relented some of the tremendous amount of historical evidence showing that what is now known as astrology is a pagan corruption of an original revelation given by God and drawn by his hand. The Maroth, and that's a Hebrew word for constellation, and it corresponds with the word sign, uh, uh, it corresponds with the word zodiac, amen, how, which is a Greek, uh, and the signs of the zodiac, are brought forth each night. So these constellations are brought forth each night, amen, by God. They were sprinkled by his hand across the sky as he garnished the heavens and created figures, which we now know as the figures of the zodiac. They tell a glorious tale of redemption, a pictorial representation of the first promise of the gospel, the proto-evangelium, amen, which simply means that the gospel was preached before man was even, or presented before man was even created. The gospel is older than man. And we have a picture here of us looking up at the constellations, amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Let's move on real quick. Amen. God points Abraham to the stars. Amen. We're almost done. This is Genesis 15, 5. Amen. Uh, God makes a, a covenant with Abraham here. Amen. And promises him ancestors. Abraham was older man. Amen. And had no ancestry. And he mentioned this to God. And this is God's uh, response to him and it says and he brought him forth uh, and this is before he was Abraham he was still Abram here he said and he brought him him being Abram forth abroad and said look now towards heaven and tell the stars he had Abram look at the stars he said if thou be able to number them amen glory to God and he said unto him so shall thy seed he didn't say seeds he said seed be Amen. In other words, he was telling Abram to look up into the stars and see the gospel message. Amen. You shall have an ancestor. Amen. At least a legal ancestor. That is my very son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God was unveiling Christ and the gospel message to Abram through having him look up Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's move on. Hallelujah. General revelations of God. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 97, 6. It says, we don't know who the writer is here. Amen. The writer is unknown. It says, the heavens declare his righteousness. Amen. Now, Jesus referred to in the New Testament as the righteousness of God. The heavens declare his righteousness. Or the heavens declare Christ. Oh, my God. And all the people see his glory. I, I preached a message uh, several months ago that Jesus was the light of the world. We look up to these stars that illuminate and they tell us the story of Christ. My God. Whew, God is so awesome. 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 God. 
awesome God. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to end with Christ's birth. Amen. Hallelujah. And look at the significance here. Amen. Matthew 2 and 1. And it reads, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, we talked about earlier that Jesus legally was a Judean. Amen. In the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Now some surmise that these might be Chaldeans or, or, or Babylonians. Amen. Uh, this would be modern day people from Iran. Oh, excuse me, Iraq, excuse me, Iraq. All right. Glory to God. So wise men from the east. Now, these wise men were into looking up at the constellations and deriving meaning from them. All right. Let's move on. Verse two saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? So they uh, let me just read. For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. These wise men derive from the star that. The king of the Jews was coming to on the earthly scene. They got the message. They understood the message in the firmament, in the heavens. Amen. The king of the Jews was coming now on the earthly scene and they were coming to worship him based on their understanding of the star that they saw. Let's jump down to verse seven. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. Even Herod, this evil king who went on to kill all of the uh, Jewish babies, boy babies, amen, that were two and younger. This evil king even understood the significance of the message in the stars. Jumping down to verse 9, and when they had heard the king they departed, amen, the, the wise men had departed, and lo, the star, and we go with star again, which they saw in the east, went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. God was giving them a message through a star where to find the young Christ, who had to be a toddler at this time. Let's jump to verse 10 now. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God used the star, amen, to convey to these wise men, hallelujah, who his son was and where he would be. Hallelujah. Brother Pastor, what is the meaning of all this whole God? Let me conclude on this point. Amen. Glory to God. God left mankind a message in the stars, a message of man's redemption through the death of his son, Jesus Christ. The next time, saints, we look up into the night sky, we should remember that God has left us a picture made of constellations of how much he loves us and has forgiven us of all our sins through Jesus Christ. Like the wise men of Matthew 2.10, when we see the stars, we should rejoice and with exceeding, we should rejoice with exceeding great joy. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There's a message in the stars. And that message is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm done. Friends, 
If you are impacted by this message about Jesus Christ and want to receive his love and forgiveness, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe you died to pay the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that prayer sincerely, you are saved and one day going to heaven. So God bless you. God loves you. And go on with the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.